Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. and gentlemen and welcome into the video game lounge podcast the podcast not here for notes and news but to talk games and drink brews i am your host this episode john and i am joined by one of the two men that you know and love he is the leonardo to my michelangelo it's andrew how are we doing tonight what's up mikey how you doing <laughs> what's up bosh <laughs> <laughs> yes ladies and gentlemen it's just Andrew and I this evening. We are without Kev. He is firmly entrenched in daddy duty this weekend as we record. Duty. So Duty. <laughs> he's he's in a lot of duty right now. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. But it's all right, though, because Andrew and I are here. We're holding down the fort. How are we doing tonight, brother? It's good to see you. I am tired. It's good to see you, too. It's It's been a very hot one lately. It's been a hot one. Ooh. Like seven inches from the midday. Sun. Did some yard work today. Did some yard work yesterday. It's just, it's warm out, man. It is warm out. Uh, Maryland is a million percent humidity all the time. So All the time. Yes. It is always hot here in Maryland. I feel you, man. I'm doing all right myself. Did some errands earlier today. Just hanging out with the wife and baby girl as my son is currently still in Argentina. Yeah, man, just been uh, doing some stuff around the house, kind of fumble-fucking my way around. That's about it. Mr. Andrew. Yes, sir. I have a question for you. I noticed earlier, as you stood up before we recorded, that you were wearing swim trunks. And so I want to give a brief little story before I ask you this question. So I mentioned in the previous episode that my wife and our kids and my brother-in-law, we all went on vacation a couple weekends back to Ocean City, which is local like beach here in Maryland, pretty popular spot among most people in Maryland and Delaware. Nostalgic for back home. Yeah, for sure. It's the white Marlin capital of the world. A lot of people come and do fishing and tournaments and that type of stuff. And it's got a really nice boardwalk, that type of thing. So, so we were there a couple weekends ago, and I noticed that uh, my brother-in-law, had purchased himself a bathing suit, just regular swim trunks. And so at some point, we're hanging out on the beach and we're, we're burying my son in the sand, right? And uh, he's like, man, my bathing suit just doesn't feel right. I'm like, do you still have the netting inside? And he's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, bro, you got to cut that shit out. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't help you, especially here. Because you know, Andrew, as someone who has swam in the local waters, <laughs> that one, it's cold, and two, the first like six feet is filled with nothing but rocks and tiny shells and things that if they get into that netting, you're in for a world of hurt. You're chafing, son. <laughs> Dude, you have a shit ton of chaffage. So that brings me to my question, Andrew, which... Judging by the answer you just gave, I think I already know, but for the listeners, are you a netting in or netting out kind of guy? I am a netting out kind of person. Yes. Growing up, I had netting in, and sure. that was also because growing up, I wore briefs. Mm, sure. When I got to the point of me starting to wear boxers, I had a very uncomfortable time wearing my netting swimsuits, trying with boxers underneath, because after a while, the strings just don't hold it up. This is true. So if you end up getting a good cannonball or something like that, then you could have a uh, an, an incident <laughs> where there's a goldfish in the pool, you know? Um, so growing up, after a while, I would look for the ones with the netting out. Not all of them had the netting out. And like you suggested, I have gotten a few pairs that I have taken scissors to to cut the netting out. Most definitely. However, I have uh, lately been going to board shorts. There you go. Surfer board shorts, which are specifically just the shorts and none of the netting. And then I'll wear my boxer briefs underneath of it, whether it's more of an athletic style or if it's like an Under Armour or something like that, that will still work as a uh, securing. Sure. To keep the sand out <laughs> and the shells and the rocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, 
I'm I'm right there with you. I'm definitely a netting out kind of guy. Been that way for a while. I too have bought plenty of swim shorts or swim trunks with netting in because I like the pattern or the colors, blah, blah, blah. And just, you know, I bring that thing home and I'll cut that netting out. I have stopped, however, doing what you just described and doing the boxer briefs underneath. I'm just at that point, man, where I'm letting everything hang out. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't care. <laughs> and so far, it has not come back to bit me. No, and that's a good thing. I mean, it's it's a yeah. much more liberating thing. I mean, I'm sure it's probably like if you were to wear uh, an A-shirt, that undershirt, or as the Americans so terribly call it, a wife beater. Sure. That you'll wear underneath the clothes or this or that, or some people wear that as their own attire. It's like having that on underneath of a t-shirt when you're sweating, or having your underwear underneath of a swimsuit while you're swimming. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. So, yeah, I was going to bring this up last episode, but I knew because of the topic that we were talking about, it was going to be a it was going to be a lengthy one. So I figured I'd bring it up. Ah, so uh, because it's laundry day and you saw me wearing a swimsuit while I'm sitting there <laughs> just chilling, trying to record, you figured you'd ask, no, yeah. I get it, I get it. Okay, okay. Well, you stood up and I was like, hmm, those don't look like boxers. <laughs> those are very neon. Yeah, they're very neon. Anyway, Andrew, I have another question for you, sir. What you drinking? Today, I am drinking out of a glass, but from a can, a crisp, refreshing Pepsi. Because I'm on call. Ooh, you are on call. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not drinking. But. I, I do love keeping the tradition alive. Nice crisp can of Pepsi. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. so smooth. So smooth. So smooth. So smooth. So smooth. How about you, bud? What are you drinking? I am having from the Open Gate Guinness Brewery, which is up the road from me, down the road from you, in the grand old city of Baltimore. I'm drinking the Guinness Baltimore Blonde. Picture will be posted when this episode goes live. It's it's really good. You guys know me. I'm I love my stouts and I love pretty much anything that Guinness puts out. But this is their Baltimore Blonde. It's like it's a blonde lager, and it's really freaking good. Kind of citrusy. It's a five percent ABV. I got this six pack for like eight bucks. So can't really beat that, man. That's a pretty good deal. I enjoy it. And I think the first time I actually tried it was at Camden Yards, the Orioles Stadium last year. I went with a buddy of mine. We went to a game and they they had it on tap. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. That was the first time I had it, and I haven't had it since, and uh, I'm I'm glad that I got it. Something about getting something on tap, though, it's just, it's it tastes so Dude, much better, yeah. so much better. Tap is the way to go, if you know that they clean them. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know. <laughs> That's the hitch. That's the hitch. But I will agree, I have had the, the Guinness Blonde. As a patron who is not very interested in the dark lagers... Just because yeah. they sit heavy on my stomach. I can drink a Guinness, but I may struggle doing a whole Guinness, a sure. whole pint. But the blonde, the blonde's pretty good. Yeah, the blonde is definitely lighter. It goes down smooth. Sure. It goes down smooth, very smooth. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been on a huge IPA kick lately, so I wanted to try something a little different. And I was like, you know what? I was... I was gonna go to to my usual stout but i was like you know what baltimore blonde sitting there i'm grabbing it let's go so not to be uh confused with the baltimore corner blonde which is usually more expensive but you know has more negative feedback yeah <laughs> i don't need a baltimore corner blonde have you seen my wife she's hot as shit man oh she's fine she's like <laughs> real fine <laughs> Callback, inside joke, no one's going to get but me and Andrew. Anyway, Mr. Andrew, I have yet another question for you. Another, another. Another, another. What you playing? You just got pwned, pwned. Pwned, pwned. You just got pwned. Well, as you know, as you always know, 
I have my continuous two games that I've always freaking playing <laughs> with Genshin Impact and Warzone. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> that way it doesn't get stale in your mouth. Uh, that's what she said? But other than that, I've also, uh, since you mentioned it in the last recording, I downloaded Golf Battle. Hell yeah. I believe you downloaded it during, during the recording. recording. And I showed you on the webcam. <laughs> if you guys go back and listen to that episode, there's about 20 minutes of dead space where Kevin and I are just talking nonstop. And that's because Andrew was downloading and playing Golf Battle and texting his mom. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. So, so how you liking Golf Battle? I like it. It seemed very easy in the beginning. I don't know if it was just the skill-based matchmaking or what it was. Yeah, they ease you in. They let you kind of win some. Oh, they make you feel so secure. And get some, some winnings up. Yeah. And then everything gets difficult and you lose all your money and you have a gambling problem playing golf. Yep, it's a swift fall from grace after that, my friend. <laughs> no, but it's a good uh, good struggle on the way back up. Because, you know, I'm competitive. I want to try yeah. to beat these people. I want to be first. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah. And All right, Rick you, you got to get to the, the most points. You got to get the, the best coins or the, the best chest reward for beating it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still winning. I'm still trying to level up my clubs, get the cool new uh, golf balls. I, I like using the Hailstorm. It's kind of cool looking. Yeah. Hellstorm's kind of cool. It's, it's pretty dope. I'm using the eight ball right now, nice. which is pretty fun. Yeah, so Golf Battle is pretty cool. It's a good toilet time game. Has it upgraded to more than just toilet time yes. for you? Yeah, I, I, it's, I figured it's it was. It's me sitting on the couch. <laughs> it's me bored at work. It's, it's just me finding that I have 15 minutes of time or I can play five full matches. Yeah, the, the addictive nature of it is that a full round, which is three holes, is about five minutes, maybe even less, depending on the course and how fast everyone else in your in your room is playing. There are some courses designed that they can be a hole in one, and then there are some that you yes. need a minimum of four to five putts before you can actually get to the hole. Yeah, so it, it's good to see that we had a couple of our regular listeners, Caleb and Shiner. They they also joined. We started a clan on golf battle so if you if you download it and play it and you get to level six you can join our clan simply just vgl uh that andrew started so we have what four or five people in there right now yeah something like that yeah it's it's really fun it's highly addictive kevin finally downloaded it and he's in there too yeah it's it's good um so what else you've been playing so golf battle fall guys you know, I downloaded it a while ago nice. and I played maybe a match or three off the PlayStation, but I figured I watched a really fun Twitch Rivals competition where I was watching a couple streamers, uh, Chilled Chaos and a Platypus. They were on Team Chilled Chaos and they were going up against some really well-known streamers and some players that were really good at Fall Guys. There was this, it was just a big competition. It was sponsored by, uh, like Verizon. Pizza Hut and everything. Wow. Like it was it was really big, like Twitch Rivals thing. I didn't know they'd get that level of sponsor. I didn't either. That's um, pretty But dope. I mean, I guess with Tw Twitch Rivals, they would they, sure. they were able to get whatever they uh normally associate with. But that got me just wanting to download it and play it again. Because recently they they had another update where they added more game modes as well as more maps. So I figured, um, you know, why not try it? And the good thing is that <laughs> I, I downloaded it on Xbox, where I originally had it on PlayStation. It links to my Epic Games account. So it didn't matter however far I'd gotten or whatever, it would transfer over. So I could still play it on the Xbox right. off the same account that I would normally see myself on PlayStation. And it's not like I don't have the compatibility to bring my inventory over or doesn't matter which system I play on because it's it's still got the cross-platform competition as well as, I guess, the compatibility to be able to bring your account over. Now, I haven't tried going back over, but... Sure. It's fun. It's pretty cool. It looks like it, it's a really fun game. I've seen, like, commercials and posts on Instagram and Twitter from, from some people that I follow that have played it or are playing it. It looks fun. I just 
personally haven't had a chance to download it or play, but it looks it looks kind of fun. It's very silly. It's slightly mindless, but it's it's competitive yeah. because everybody's running with these like little ragdoll physics. Yeah. Sometimes you need just that little bit of um, reflex to be able to react as you need to or should for a uh, for an instance. And other times it's like, how did I get bump physics to be knocked over, knocked out of place, or this or that? Like, why couldn't I make that landing? Right. It's fun and it's funny. It's frustrating at times. I ended up asking in our Discord, by the way, we have a Discord. We can put the link in. Come talk to us. I was talking in our Discord and I was like, hey, is anyone else playing Fall Guys? And one of the guys was like, my kids? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that that kind of hurts. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are still adults that still play it too. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so I was yeah. like, well, either way, I'm going to play it. I had seen a video that someone had done a really good description of it. I'm sure whenever it first came out, because I think it's people in Sweden that made this game, uh, something like that. Okay. I'm sure they didn't expect it to be a game that is played and run like eight hours straight every day, like some people try to do with Warzone or things like that. But it is a fun game to play a few matches, play for an hour, hour and a half at a time, play with some friends, this and that, and then, you know switch to something else if you want it doesn't have to be a this is all we're playing all night so it's it's definitely something that's that's fun it's competitive but it's silly you don't have to be a kid to play (laughs) gotcha but we've also been playing something together we played something last night that i think is a lot of this is true yeah why don't you tell them about it? Well, I alluded to it in the intro because I called you Leonardo to my Michelangelo. We have been playing the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, Shredder's Revenge. And dude, bro, like this game is legit. It is so much fun. They really went for the 90s aesthetic. Even so much as having uh, two guys from Wu-Tang Clang do a rap song, Ghostface Killer and Raekwon. And it's a dope ass song. Man, the soundtrack, the visuals, everything in this game feels like you're back in the arcades in the in the mid nineties. Like it is oh, so yes. well done and it's so much fun to play. So yeah, you and I hopped on, did a, a few uh chapters last night, and it's oh my gosh. I mean, it's it's the game that's all the buzz right now for most people, and rightfully so. I don't think it's perfect, but it is still so fun and addicting. I also got to to play with a buddy of mine from class, Elias. If you're listening, what's up, bro? Thank you for listening. Um, and him and I got to play. And man, it was just so much fun just syncing up with some people. Because really, once you get past like episode seven, eight, nine, and in, in that range, depending on your difficulty, you need person or two or three or four or five. Because you can play up to six people. You can have like all four turtles, April O'Neil, and Splinter. And then once you Beat the Spoilers. game, you get a certain oh. secret character. Yeah. <laughs> you get a secret character. I'm not going to say who, just secret character. There you go. It's it's a lot of fun. What are your thoughts on TMNT? Oh, it's definitely a lot of fun. Like you said, it gives you the nostalgia vibes of the old arcades. The incorporate characters that are not just the original games. They also incorporated characters from like the second movie. I mean, throwback to the 90s. Uh, the second movie. Yeah. They had the traditional, you know, Bebop Rocksteady as villains. But they also have other characters that are based off of, like, the newer cartoons. Which, that that was really cool, too. Yeah, they got Vern in there, which is pretty cool. It's it's really fun. Each turtle has its own kind of, like, strength or weakness. Like, if you want the most balanced turtle to play, it's going to be Leonardo. Because he's got two or three stars on power, speed, and... Leonardo's the most balanced. He's got two stars and everything. I've been swapping back and forth between Raphael and Michelangelo. And the only difference between them is Raphael has three stars in damage and two in speed. And then Michelangelo is reverse of that. He's got three in speed, two in damage. So I've been swapping back and forth between them because both their ranges are one, um, which is fine. I don't mind getting up close, but man, just swapping back and forth between the two of them. Especially with Raph and his damage being oh, at yeah. three stars. That's out of three, Man. by the way. Yeah, three out of three. So I think I got him both up to, what was it, level six last night? I got farther. I played more afterwards. 
I knew that you would, and I said that you would. <laughs> Dude, I got to the point where I was like, I was zoning out tired. I got to level 14. <laughs> yeah, I, I and I said that. I was like, I would not be surprised if we record tomorrow night and you tell me you already beat the game. <laughs> so I, I highly recommend anybody playing it. I remember we've talked about co-op games before. Yeah. They, even games that you can play with your partner or with your friends or with your siblings and whatnot. This is definitely a good game for that because it reminded me a lot of Castle Crashers. Oh, yeah. Where you have a variety of characters that you can play, level up, because as you get kills in the game, you actually have a running tally for that, and it levels up your character from 1 to 10. And every time that you level up, you do uh, have a new unlock bonus, whether it's an extra life, whether it's more health, or whether it's a new skill. And as you do that, you're making your character stronger. And you can even switch back and forth like John was doing. You can switch back and forth between Raphael and Michelangelo and Splinter and April. And you can level up different ones as you go. Or you can bring your other character into your friend's match lobby and help them out. So it's got a lot of versatility. The artwork is really good. It's very fluid in how it plays. It's a really good game. It's a solid game. It's very good. And so I'm I'm glad that I got to play with you and uh, hope to play some more with, with you or, or anyone else who wants to play. Like, this is a game that's got some longevity to it because uh, I definitely feel like I want to try and get all characters maxed out. So I'll definitely be playing some more of that. I've also, too, been getting down on some golf battle in our clan. I think I got to the point before you and Caleb and everyone else in, in the clan got to, which was... I hit that difficulty wall pretty, pretty quick. (laughs) I got to like level 10 or 11 and it was like, hey, you remember how you were like top three for like 10 matches? Now you might get top three once every 10 matches. (laughs) You're going to lose 10 grand every time that you try to do I was feeling like I was bulletproof in, in this golf battle game because I was like, man, I got $65,000. I just unlocked some some high-level courses. Yep. Dude, I got to level 8 or 9, and then that, that was my peak. I started going downhill from there. Yeah, I was like, I don't care if that buy-in's 5000 or 7000 I'm good for it. If I win, I get ten or twelve. Like, hell yeah, let's do it. And the first time I did, I won. I was like, cool, I just made made $10,000. That's awesome. And then the next six or seven times, like I say, I know I'm like bankrupt. Right. (laughs) On top of that too, though, I've been playing because it's baseball season and and baseball is my favorite sport. I've been going back to MLB the show and I've been playing my created character there, created an outfielder whose main stats are basically speed and contact base. He's a catch. Yeah. I'm getting tons of doubles and triples and a couple inside the park home runs and like a couple outfield assists and stuff. So I got him up to the diamond level. It's kind of RPG-esque. You have like four tiers. You have bronze, silver, gold, and then diamond. And it's like you, you equip your character or your player with like certain attribute cards. Like, do you want them to be speedy or do you want them to be powerful? Or the, And then as you level that up, you get to unlock the silver gold or diamond of that type of thing so it's been pretty fun and uh so now i'm I'm going through with a pitcher and trying to unlock the diamond level of that so nice it, it's a game that i just turn on and and kind of i don't even sometimes play with volume on <laughs> like i'll just have something playing on my phone because i just kind of tune out play road to the show and just get down on on playing some some baseball which i i thoroughly enjoy so right on i mean and that's a sport that you enjoy and i yeah for sure i think that the way that they developed the sporting games instead of just a here's a match pick your team go for it and they actually did the whole let's create a character let's have a career and this and that i think that was a really cool idea that they incorporated a few years back and for sure. And just the way that they've been able to continue with that without it seeming stale, that's good. Yeah, I mean, and it's been it's been showing up in pretty much all the sports games now where you can... I mean, I think you've pretty much always been able to create a character, but um, at least for like NBA 2K, it's like a full-on story mode. And so is Madden, where you create a quarterback or a running back, a wide receiver, and it's like a full-on story. You're kind of taking control of your your player through high school and then college and that type of stuff, which is, it just, it's kind of cool. 
I chuckle at it because it's like a lot of people that play the annualized sports games are like, oh man, I can never do Final Fantasy or play RPGs. I'm like, what do you think your story mode is? <laughs> like, you have two seconds to respond to this question from a teammate. What do you think happens? <laughs> like, that's, that's an RPG decision. I'm sorry, dude. I think it's just finding that gotcha moment, that thing sure. that like hooks you in. And for some people, that's why they don't watch anime is because they think it's still cartoony, like childish. But until they actually watch that one season, that one series, that one moment that, that has that gotcha moment, or to get them into a certain type of gameplay or a certain genre. Yeah. And once they get that gotcha moment, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Or you get all those people that are like, man, ugh, fucking nerds. Can't believe they're doing all this. <laughs> and they're, uh, they're playing D&D, &D and I, I couldn't get into Final Fantasy. It's like, well, how's that, uh, how's that creative character going for you? Yeah. What what's what stats did yeah. you pick? How, how many NBA championships do you have <laughs> right. in two K? <laughs> did you overcome that yeah. challenge that brought you a better brought you better equipment? Yeah, it's fun. Gamers were so fickle, and we don't even realize it most of the time. All right, well, that has been what you're playing. I think we're gonna move on to our CBC shout out this episode. We are going to shout out. Say Well Trauma Child, which is brought to you every other week by Jamie and Steph, and here they are to tell you a little bit about them. Psst, excuse us. We've been trying to reach you about your life's traumatic experiences. No, no, don't hit fast forward. We come in peace. I'm Jamie. And I'm Steph. And we're the hosts of the Stay Wild Trauma Child podcast. We are two best friends who are openly sharing their healing journeys while navigating sudden loss, parenthood, relationships, mental health, and so much more. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and join us every other Tuesday night for some hard truths, a whole lot of laughs, and maybe even a little bit of healing. We will shut up now and let you get back to your show. Stay wild, future trauma child. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have what's going to be an interesting topic here this episode. We're talking about broken controllers and competitive natures that are specifically tied to playing online or multiplayer games. <laughs> and, Andrew, here's where I want to start, because I'm kind of Quentin Tarantinoing the situation here. I'm kind of fast-forwarding to the end, and then we'll... We'll, we'll backtrack and we'll get back to <laughs> how the how this is supposed to play out. Are we going to do a memento kind of thing? Maybe, yeah. Because you have a story. I do. About a about a button. I do from a from a controller. Yes, that may have been found months months later after said controller was broken. So I'm just going to cede the floor over to you. Because you have a story. Okay, so there was this one day that I was off work that me and Kevin decided, hey, why don't we get together? We'll play some video games, chill, hang out. And uh, I either picked Kevin up because we lived close by or he just drove over. And as we're walking towards uh, my apartment, John, who lives with me, was coming out of the apartment. And we're like, you okay, buddy? He's like, yeah, I'm going to go buy a controller what he's like oh, gonna buy a controller john that's your third one yeah i know fucking 60 bucks and, <laughs> and he leaves weeks go by situations happen and uh john had moved out nothing between andrew and i though we, we were we were living with someone else and that situation soured and i moved out yes yes good terms good terms and kevin is over again but same situation arose. Uh, I, I didn't have work that day or I didn't have work at that time. And Kevin came over and we hung out. We played video games and we're just chilling in my living room, sitting on the floor for some reason. And all right, we played video games for a few weeks now. We've been playing video games for a few hours at this point this day. And I guess it wasn't my turn. And I'm just like looking around the room and something underneath of the chair nearby, like, sparked my attention and I the fuck is that I thought I recently vacuumed I guess I didn't because I'm terrible as a bachelor I crawled over and I looked underneath of the chair and 
pick it up, look at it. The fuck is this? It's a little round circle with a red circle inside it. It's a circle button from a PlayStation controller. <laughs> from when John had smashed it, it had gone flying around and hidden underneath this chair for weeks. And we didn't know about I would, it. I would say closer to at least a month and a half, maybe two months. It had been a minute. Yeah. It had been <laughs> hiding in plain sight, and I didn't even know. Now, you, you can't keep adding time to that because that's going to make it seem even worse that, you know, I'm 22 and I hadn't vacuumed in probably, a, you know, a month to two months. I don't think I had a vacuum. Eh, I mean, we'll just say that it was, it was, it was further under the chair than you realized. <laughs> We'll go with that. That works. All right. So yeah, like just a random circle button from a PlayStation 3 controller. Just as soon as I found it, I showed Kevin and we immediately knew what it was and where it was from. I received a text message or I should say a photo (laughs) in text message form. Like, uh, did you lose something? (laughs) Yeah, that's probably mine. (laughs) We laugh about it now. This was, my God, 14 years ago, 15 years ago. It's yeah. been a while. It was, it was before I was married. So It's been a hot minute. It's It's been a minute. So yeah, that's, that's the story, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure as fellow gamers that you fine folks have games that will enrage you or moments that you've played online that have just gotten you so damn upset. For me, one of those games that I used to play with Andrew back when it was still live, but that game was called Metal Gear Online, which came with Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And I believe it also started on Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, Subsistence, I believe it was called. I could be mixing that up. I'm not sure. I remember it came with four. I digress. Yeah. Three, four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. It came with three. I think it started. Yeah. It started with three, my bad. And then definitely shipped with four. And, man, I was pretty good at Metal Gear Solid. Like, Snake Eater is my jam, and I I really, really enjoyed Metal Gear Solid 4 as well. And then knowing that they had a multiplayer function with it as well, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. More Metal Gear can never be a bad thing. Until I realized that there are a lot of people out there that can play Metal Gear better than me. And I didn't find that out until playing online. And I could hold my own, but there were definitely moments that I would get incredibly upset to the point where I would delete my profile, make up a new email address, which I would just add like one to the previous email number. So it'd be like blah, blah, blah at Yahoo, blah, 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 one at yahoo.com. <laughs> make a new thing, Andrew and Kevin would come walking in and be like, did you start a new profile? <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, shut up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so please, ladies and gentlemen, let us know what games have enraged you because I've definitely had my moments where I have just beat the shit out of controllers. Disregarding how much money they actually cost, I probably could have bought a PlayStation 5 by now with the amount of money I've spent on broken PlayStation 3 controllers. <laughs> He's being a little facetious, but it, it is slightly accurate. It's at least four PlayStation 3 controllers. There's also, I've had to replace one PlayStation 4 controller that was not my fault, though. When my son was like two, he was sitting on the couch where I had accidentally left it. I forgot to put it away. And he had grabbed it and then chucked it across the room and it hit our uh, hardwood floor and freaking smashed the side of it. And I was like, God damn it. (laughs) There's 65 bucks down the drain. So, Andrew, how about you? Any broken controllers? (laughs) Several. Mostly, mostly Xbox 360. Sure. And that was uh, when I get to the point where I just twist it. I just give it give, give it the old Indian burn and twist it. Yeah. Other times it's been where I'll take it with both hands and raise it up and slam it down on my knee, just about breaking it in half. Sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. 
How strong's your kneecap? <laughs> oh, it's it's not as strong as it used to be, thanks to all those uh, controllers that didn't break and held up the resistance, and then it just hurt my knee. I I don't think I may have had a, an N64 or PS2 controller that was just a little not as aggressive as the Xbox 360. Xbox 360 was a time because that was when. Like you had mentioned, multiplayer. Like when multiplayer came out and multiplayer online was a thing, that was opening up a whole new world. You think you're good because you're good around all the kids in the neighborhood or this or that, but then you finally go yeah. against this 20 some, 30 some year old that lives in his mom's basement and doesn't have or a people job. People who just invested way more time than yes. you. <laughs> or even the more frustrating thing is when there are kids on summer break that are much better at games that you've been playing the entire year, but you have a job, so you can't play Preach. it as much during the summer break as these kids. Yeah. So yeah, when Modern Warfare 1 came out, Halo 2 and 3, I mean, there's sometimes like even during Mario Kart, if I was playing Mario Kart and I wasn't winning... It was just like, it was a psyche thing. I just, I'd start to get too focused on wanting to win if too many things happened that went wrong, even if it was yeah. RNG. Sure. Yeah. Because for me, RNG like, Jesus, <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. Ricky Bobby. And, and, and I will always strive to, yeah, Ricky Bobby, like, I will always strive to try to do the best that I can and make <laughs> it so that I at least did good. I thought you were going to say, I always strive to piss excellence. That's right. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going. I should have said that. <laughs> I always strive to piss excellence. <laughs> I drink, I drink MGD, goddammit. I strive to piss excellence. <laughs> we just found a blooper. <laughs> but I mean, there are, like you said, MGO. Yeah. There were a lot of fun moments that we had in that. Like we'd even talk about Black Mamba and whatnot. But there were some moments where it was like, there's no way that that person shot me first. Yeah, there are definitely some rage quit worthy moments in there, especially when everybody and their mom, especially like, ladies and gentlemen, we should say that like, if you didn't know already, MGO would kind of cater to campers, which is annoying as hell. But that's kind of how you played the game, because you're mostly sniped. Well, I mean, that's... That that's the basis of the story game. Yeah, you're not just running around becoming the yeah the Hercules of the battlefield. No, you're hiding behind a box. You're you're hiding in a box. Yeah. You're hiding behind a cover. You're doing this and that, and then you're doing a sneak attack. Right, but there were there were two functions in the game that really really helped campers. One was placing down a, an end game item that you had called magazines, and it would be like basic. Like putting down a nudie mag. PG-13, yeah, PG-13 version of a nudie mag. But you see, you'd put it at like the entrance to a doorway or at the top of a ladder. And it would also, it, so, and anyone who stumbled upon it, teammates included, would be caught looking at the nudie mag. And then you could pop them one. And so how you kind of protect yourself was put a magazine down. And you'd hear someone come up the ladder, let them get stuck in your mag, and then just go, like, CQC them, choke them to death, or stab them with a knife, whatever. Close quarter combat. Yeah, close quarter combat. And then once you did that enough times, you got in-game currency, which is called Drebin Points. And then the second thing that you could get was a gas grenade that was proximity-based. So anyone who came up your ladder or where you were, you know, wherever you were stationed with your sniper rifle would then ignite the gas grenade or, or the gas mine and then they would be out cold for two minutes and you could kill them you could steal their stuff you can like and that's how you you protected your your sniper perch you camped your spot yep yeah it was the mgo equivalent of putting down claymores or putting down a proximity mine or something yeah. like that to, to cover your area but that was that game's version of things basically I'm going to be caught looking at a magazine or I'm going to be put to sleep. Yeah. You have stars spinning around your head and you're frantically like messing with your controller, like spinning the analog sticks around trying to get rid of those stars because as soon as those stars go away, you wake up. Right. And so the frustrating part is when someone beats you to your spot or up your ladder or you're pretty sure that you just killed a guy across the map, but how the hell did he respawn so close to you? 
and you're out of magazines or you're out of grass grenades or whatever the hell. And it's like, uh, it used to just get so frustrating. Or like you said, you know you fired your shot off first. You pretty much am sure that you hit that person. And especially within MGO, if you got a headshot, it'd have a certain little high-pitched like sound. Not maybe not like that, but like it had a distinct sound. I sound like that guy from the TV show, uh, oh, Leverage. And he's like, it has a very distinctive sound. <laughs> Did you ever watch Leverage? No. Anyway, I digress. Oh, dude, it's, it's, it's a great show. Great show. Shout out to Leverage. Great show. But like uh, Headshot would have a very distinct sound and you would hear it across the map. Andrew was much better at headshots, especially if you, if you used your in-game currency and you could upgrade your weapons, you'd get a, a certain sniper rifle called the DSR-1. It was a one-shot, bolt-action sniper rifle. You had to make your shots count. Andrew was a beast at this thing, an absolute beast. His KDR was like 1.5, and he unlocked a bat. So you got badges, like after so many headshots or headshots in a row and things. And you got, you remember what it was? It was the, the white eagle thing. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, Andrew unlocked the eagle because uh, it was after like 100 headshots. I had already been playing this damn game for like weeks. And Andrew beat me to it in like less than half the time. <laughs> because I was no good at using the SMG or the assault rifle. So I yeah. would snipe. I'd sit back and snipe. Because I didn't play Metal Gear Solid as much as John or Kevin had, I wasn't as good with snapping around the corners and to actually shoot down any of the uh, enemies that were coming. So I would just try to sit back and snipe and help the team out and support. Yeah. So we talk a lot about MGO and then wanting to do well. So as far as the competitive nature aspect of it goes, Andrew, like, I think that there is, especially in gaming, there's kind of like a certain male bravado where it's like, I'm, I want to be the best, right? It's just kind of like the male... Puffing your chest. Yeah, pumping just... your chest, King Kong style, you know, Tarzan, King Kong whatever. King Kong ain't got shit yeah. on me. Yeah, man. Well, Malibu's most wanted, Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Training Day, but okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. That too. That's a better movie, by the way. Man... I want to be competitive, but I, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I just, I don't know how to do it because per, like speaking personally for me, I'm a sore loser. I hate losing and that's what I'm doing most of the time anyway. <laughs> so when, but when, like on the flip side of that, I wouldn't say I'm a poor winner. I'm like, I never I never want the like praise and adulation that comes with winning. I just want to be like, hey, good game, and then like peace out. But like I wanna be competitive in my team. Like when I play Warzone or online or whatever, I wanna feel like I at least carry my own weight and that like a win for me in Warzone wasn't just because I was saddled with a great team that kind of bailed me out, right? Like I wanna know that I contributed and and carried my weight. So for you, like, what does competitive nature look like, Andrew? Like, whether it's Call of Duty or, or whatever. I, I get that. And I, I understand where you're coming from, from that point of view. And that is a very good squad mentality. Unfortunately, I go into too many of these things with a lone wolf mentality. Yeah. I go into it trying to do my best so that I'm okay. And if it helps the team, that's fantastic. But if it doesn't and we lose, it's like, what the fuck? I carried my weight. How come you guys couldn't carry yours? And I get a very self-centered point of view sometimes that sure. is destructive. It was difficult for me when I didn't have a consistent friend group to be able to play some online games with. So I was always with randoms or I'd be queued up with just different people. So I wasn't. I was too introverted to try to make new friends or keep new friends or keep up with new friends. So I just kept with the lone wolf mentality. So I kept trying to do the, I'm going to do the best I can. If you guys can't keep up or you guys can't, you know, do anything because of what I'm doing, then this match is chalk. Yeah. You can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch kind of mentality. Right. But that was a very toxic way. 
it's detrimental when you're, especially in quads. It was toxic know. in my own head. And yeah. it was very difficult. And the very reason that we are doing this episode, me and John, is because Kevin's not like this. No. Kevin is very mellow no matter what game that he plays. He yeah. doesn't get too hyped up. He isn't very, like, he gets competitive, but he doesn't get aggressive about it. Yeah. So that's why we've been, we, me and John talked about this, and we even brought it, this topic up because we have the list of topics. We brought this topic up to Kevin before, and he's like, yeah, I mean, that, that's not really my topic. He's he's straight like plateau, like right in the middle, just cool as the other side of the pillow, even keel the whole time. Like, don't get me wrong, Kevin will get happy, excited, but he's never like, "Fuck it, I'm quitting." You know, he's never, <laughs> he's never like. But I'm not saying he hasn't done that. But I'm saying like, if we're if we're taking the total amount of times of who's rage quit the most, Andrew and I are fucking we're up there, <laughs> and then there's like. A huge gap, and then there's Kevin. <laughs> so, I mean, if you want to think about how how freaked out John and I have gone sometimes with some of our moments, like I mentioned the controller. Well, if you guys have seen The Office, and you know Andy from The Office, and he has his anger issues and punches the wall, <laughs> that yeah. would be us. Like, that that would be me. I, I had a point, a few points in my life where that was my mentality. I tried to calm down the best that I could and my escape was video games. And if I couldn't be good at video games, I wasn't good in other aspects of life. So it was very toxic. It was I used video games as an escape. And if I couldn't escape successfully or to find some reprieve in it, I was upset. Yeah. I I think that I will say that especially in today's gaming where everything is so meta. And I feel like like you and I are going to turn... Well, you, you already turned 36 this year. I'm going to turn 36 this year. Dude, gaming now in our mid-30s versus like 10 years ago... Like, dude, everybody is gaming right now. There's so much access to games, right? And so there is way more competition in an online game today versus... Five years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago. Absolutely. And therefore, the level of competition has greatly risen. So many people might listen to this and be like, oh, man, you guys just need to chill the fuck out because it's just a game. I am not going to to say that that's not a, an accurate statement. But there is a thing of like, you... Pick whatever you want to do. When you go fishing, you expect to catch fish, right? When you go hunting, you expect to kill the deer, right? When you go golfing, you expect to actually yeah, hit it on the green, right? You know, have a good number of swings. Try not to yeah. fuck up or, break, or bend your club. Yeah, there comes a point where it's like, I, I, I want to enjoy this. Like, I, I also want to be good. And, the, and, the, and when those two things are competing... That's where like the anger comes in, at least for me specifically, is like I want to have a good time, but I also want to I maybe I don't necessarily need to win, but like going back to what I was saying earlier, I want to feel like I'm contributing. I want to feel like I'm pulling my own weight. I want to I want to have a good time, but I also want to know that like I can kick some ass and take some names. And when I don't feel that, that's when like shit, man, I I you know, I what was it? A few episodes back, I had to, I apologized to you on, on the episode because I was being an absolute dick that one night playing Call of Duty. And like I will say, ladies and gentlemen, and Andrew can back this up because he's been one of the main people to have talked to me about this. I will say the most absolutely egregious, horrendous, and awful things anyone's ever said, but I will say them about myself. <laughs> I will never say any of that stuff to anybody else. Andrew, is this true? <laughs> it is It is 100% true. There are people that will have, like, you know, about hot mics and people that will lash out after they die and this and that. They'll yell at the other person or they'll say that this is trash, blah, blah, blah. John will cut himself down so deep. Oh, my God. I am hurting. And I, I commend him for that to a point that he's not lashing outwards, but it's still very self-destructive. 
and we've tried to work on that. Yeah. And on the same aspect, like I've, I've attacked myself inwardly and I think that's why I sometimes lash out at other people, <laughs> giving them my own hot mics. Sure. But there, there's a difficulty when it actually comes to finding a Zen when you're playing. Yeah. And I think part of that is uh, just being satisfied in part of your own life. Sure. And being able to just play a game to play a game, it doesn't matter if you win or lose or this or that or how you do, just as long as you're having fun in the moment. Yeah. And there's times that I've tried to to help incorporate that with John when he's playing because I see him start to go to the path of the dark side. They have cookies. (laughs) <laughs> but in the same aspect it's like i i know what he's doing i know what he's going through i have done it to myself i still sometimes do it to myself and i yeah i try to do what i can to help him and i i'll be honest john sometimes i fail because if i can't pull you back i i have to push away yeah but i don't that's not you failing ultimately that's, no, but that, that's I, me and so that that becomes that that be, it, it it just furthers the issue with with me. No, but it it furthers the issue of the toxic nature that video gaming can sometimes have with the competitiveness. Yeah, not only competitive video games, but also the toxic masculinity of our society. Sure, I I think ultimately, still though, I think it's okay to rage quit sometimes. If if you're just not having a good time, just turn the damn game off. Like, it's fine. Just don't be a dick to your teammates. <laughs> Or, or or who who you play with? Me and another uh, another Kevin that I play with on Warzone. We were playing earlier today, and we were doing okay, but we were having a lot of instances where it's just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And before we were both getting to the point of like just about to boil, we're like, you know, I'm good. Call it a night. I'll see you. See you tomorrow. We'll, we'll call it a night. We'll, yeah. I'll come yeah. back. Do it again later if you want. But I'm going to take a break because he's another one that's broken controllers. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have to say, ladies and gentlemen, because I feel like this has been such a, it's been such a dour episode up to this point. But there are also moments where it's not nearly as competitive. Um, we've had a lot of great stories and a lot of great laughs while playing online. Like, Andrew, when, it, when I've played with you and your group, I remember. Because uh, I talked about this the last time I played with you guys, we had one night in particular where I think we were probably all a few beers in, and we just kept quoting Pirates of the Caribbean, and that was one of the absolute most hilarious nights I've ever had playing a video game, because we kept quoting the very first Pirates movie where it's like, you better start believing in ghost stories, Ms. Turner, you're in one, and then we just started saying whatever. And then ending with, you're in one. And oh my God, dude. It was literally hours. It, it was hilarious. <laughs> Everybody was cracking up. And, and it was such a, an uplifting yeah. time because we were able to, it's almost like we mentally cracked. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's like we realized, all right, well, this just may not be our night. So we're going to have fun while we do this. And yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm in a gunfight. <laughs> you best start believing in gunfights. <sighs> you're, you're in one. <laughs> But then it's, it started going outside of Call of Duty. It was like, you better start believing in condoms, boys. You're in one. And just like, whatever, stuff that had nothing to do with pirates or Call of Duty or whatever. And there, there are definitely times where we let loose and we're, we're having more fun. And I think, like, especially playing with a group and, and a group of people that you're used to playing with, right? It's like, I think more people, and this goes for like, for Andrew's group and for me personally, and then I guess just for for anyone who plays with a dedicated group, like I think more people would be better served if like, hey, all right, guys, we're all on. What kind of mood are we in? Are we trying to be competitive or are we just hanging back and, and chilling? And I know like with Andrew's group, there are definitely times where we were all just all over the place. A couple of guys were like, I'm usually on the more goofy side. That's until I have a bad time. And then I quickly change and I'm like, the fuck it, I'm out of here, guy. 
But there's been times I was super serious when yeah. we were playing like Warzone Verdansk. I was super serious. I'm trying my hardest yeah. as I do. I've tried my hardest just to try to get this to work. And then like two of the four of us aren't. Yeah. And it's it's, it's just goofy. Like, oh, burp, I died. Oh, burp, I died. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm getting shot. Oh, burp, I died. Like, what the fuck? And then I get frustrated because I'm not on the same mood as they are. Yeah. Or there's times where Andrew's playing uh oh god, it wasn't Animal Crossing. What was the what was the pets game or whatever you were playing during the lobby? Oh Super, Super Auto, Auto Pets. Pets. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always doom and gloom, ladies and gentlemen. We we do have our moments. I, I would say probably in our younger years, probably had some anger issues. I I would say now we're we're older, we're a little bit more mature. We're, we're adults who play video games. We do it for fun. It's 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 a hobby. That's not to say that we don't get upset or rage quit or anything like that. But I think overall, we're probably in a healthier spot, I would say. I think so. And I think we almost have to be. We evolved to that point because like you said before, there are, there are more competitors out there now. Hell yeah. As we've gotten older, uh, there are kids as young as your son yeah, seven. That are playing games <laughs> like Fortnite and Fall Guys and, and, and different things like that that are doing it competitively online. I know we always joke like when you hear somebody on the microphone, oh, what 12-year-old is playing this? Yeah. Like, did your mommy have to buy you Call of Duty for you to do this? There are kids out there and then there are guys like us in our 30s and there's some older and then there's some in between. Like, it's – there are so many more people because – Video gaming has become a lot more acceptable and have struck a larger audience than ever it ever used to. Yeah. I I find for me too, if if I know that I'm like starting to be in a in a bad mood while playing an online game, I will happily throw in one of my single player games where it's like I'm gonna tune out all the noise and I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna kill a bunch of guys in Ghost of Tsushima or throw in god of war or or whatever horizon it doesn't matter like if it's just me and i can control more so what the game does how it responds and what i'm doing that'll bring me back and so there have been times where i've i've signed off on call of duty or or pick multiplayer game insert here and just been like all right let me let me not end on this note let me throw in one of my my games that is like a go-to or maybe see if I can go unlock a trophy or something I've not done. Do you ever find yourself doing something like that too? I don't do it as much with video games. I've done it with TV. Oh, sure. That's good. Like if I if I watch a spooky show or something like that and I'm about to go to bed and like I don't want to go to bed on like after watching that horror film and I throw on like, I don't know, a couple episodes of SpongeBob or The Office or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You insert this here that's very lighthearted and silly and funny and gets my mind out of the dark place. It's similar to like how you were thinking. It it prepares your mind to be more stable and in in a better structure than trying to be negative and conflict of you know positive outcomes. Because like you said, you're trying to possibly unlock a trophy. Yeah, you're going through an area that you, you have a little more control of, and I don't know if. The feeling of control or the feeling of stability helps you calm down a little or not. I don't know the psychology of it, Yeah, but I, I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, sure. Do you have any games right now that are anger-inducing? Genshin Impact. No, I'm just kidding. Warzone, <laughs> definitely still. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Warzone, uh, the different Call of Duties. Um, yeah. I, have, I, I haven't been doing too many other ones that are that kind of multi-competitive nature. Yeah. So at the moment, I don't really have too much else. I think I'm there with you because I find too that it's really hard for me to have a good time when people are purposefully being a dick and trying to break the game. And that happens a lot in Call of Duty. Yes. I know, you know, it's such like a punk TikTok YouTuber thing to say, like, certain deaths when you die it's like oh that dude's hacking the reality is there's a shit ton of dudes who are hacking right now openly honestly like i 
when people are purposefully playing to break the game, personally for me, that is just so anger inducing. It's like, okay, man, I was trying to have some good vibes, trying to to play with with my boys here online and just just have a good time, sit down, drink a beer and just shoot the shit and maybe see if we get a dub or not, you know? But like when you're getting guys who are like auto aiming or um when little Timmy paid a hundred dollars off his mom's credit card for this hack bundle and he's turning on auto aiming. Yeah, walls. you're shooting through walls. Yeah. And and oh my god, dude. When when people play a game to break it and are purposefully making it unfun or unplayable for other people, that's another thing that just absolutely grinds my gears dude it pisses me off so much it's like why why do you have to do that i just want to sit here and have fun and then you get those that are self-righteous about it oh well, i'm just showing them the error of their ways and what they need to fix yeah. no you're exploiting something that really doesn't need to be done yeah but you're trolling in wanting to do it yeah like i have no problem especially in call of duty or Warzone, people wanting to do the latest meta whatever the latest blueprint or build of a certain weapon is right like that's that's something different i'm talking about like specifically people hacking and it changes the game you can see me running through 14 walls like i'm in a building across the map but yet you ping me immediately you're tracked yeah or like those uh, like just little stupid things like that where i'm like okay dude there's no way you just shot me through eight trees. Like, <laughs> give me a break. When it becomes outside the realm of skill, yeah, that's where it becomes even more frustrating. Yeah, because then there's no way to compete besides trying to be unlawful in the chaos that is getting your own hacks. Yeah, and that's one thing that I'm firmly on. Like the you know the, that that phrase can't beat them, join them. I'm never doing that shit. I, I'm never going to hack. I've never been someone who is that that understands it and, and is supportive of that. <laughs> like I'd be mad at myself and I would hope that people would be mad at me. And I mean, when you have a lot of people that are hacking and that are doing all sorts of things that could break the game, you, you really need to have a squad that, like you said, it's got to be in the same mood. Whether you're all going to be goofy, you're all going to try something silly or stupid or whatnot, yeah. keeping the mentality at the same time, or you're all going to be tryhards together. It's good to have that communication and have that shared mentality because otherwise it's just going to spell disaster for your team. And I mean, the good part is you don't have to do it alone. That's something that we tried to incorporate even with our Discord. Like John said, we have a couple of consistent listeners that have joined our discord already that we squad up with and we go on the same mental path as we try to whether we're trying to uh, let's try for wins on Warzone or yeah. hey let's just be stupid and toxic and uh do exploding crossbows and riot shields or something stupid <laughs> challenges and, and but it keeps us on the same mentality and it actually helps to like we could die right away and just laugh it off, and then, all right, we'll either try again or we'll try something different. Yeah. But as long as you're having a good time, as long as you're actually getting the the mental relief that gaming brings a lot of us, that's the important thing. So, I mean, if you want to join our Discord, you are more than welcome. Yeah, link will be in the description. And this is not trying to be some self-promoting thing. This is, this is just like, a, hey... We have gone through shit. We are right now doing a podcast that people are listening to, surprisingly, because <laughs> I didn't even think ever think that somebody would listen to something I had to say. Same. <laughs> but here we are. And people have come together. And it has been fantastic and amazing. And I would love to see more people come together and build a community of like-minded individuals. Hell yeah. If you want to try to find a game that other people are, aren't playing, but you're trying to find people to play on, we have a category for that in the Discord to bring up, to talk about, to encourage this game, to recommend this game. Oh, there's a deal on Steam. That's where we go and talk about our notes and news, where we don't talk about it on on here, the podcast. <laughs> on the show. Yeah, exactly. Because 
who knows when this will air in relevance to when the notes and news actually happen. But you'll get it a lot sooner and quicker on the Discord. For sure. The the Discord is definitely an extension of us and an extension of this show. So if you are liking what we're doing here, come be a part of our community. One of us. One of us. One of us. We got a really great community of people already in and who are already like we've had so much interaction just in having the Discord just in less than two short weeks of just people posting pictures of their beer or what games they're playing, what deals they found. Uh, at the time of this recording, uh, GDQ is happening, so we've had people post about GDQ and the certain runs of games and things, which has been really fun just interacting with people. So, you know, it doesn't have to be games that are anger-inducing for you, but if you just want to come shoot the shit with some people who love games and love talking. If you want to show us how far you are on Golf Battle. Hell yeah. We, we've done plenty of that, too. Or if you've already beaten tmnt shredders revenge go ahead and rub that in andrew and i's faces that's totally fine uh you can play as that secret character while we level up the rest of our characters that's totally fine huzzah Huzzah. ladies and gentlemen we just got done plugging the discord so that's where you can find us as i said probably numerous times so far in this link will be in the description but you also know where to find us on social media that's vgl underscore podcast on both twitter and instagram if you want some access to what we post and want to talk to us on there, let us know what games are anger-inducing for you. What is your competitive nature? How many controllers have you broken? Which controllers have you broken? Any of that good stuff that you want to share, would totally love to hear from you guys. That'd be awesome. Andrew, you have anything to say as we're uh, signing off here, brother? Disclaimer, we do not promote violence. <laughs> we do not promote aggression towards other people physically in the real world we are just talking about our experiences with breaking controllers this is true double down on that for sure yeah i can honestly say neither one of us have punched other people (laughs) uh for for being angry definitely punched a table when i was younger i said i was going to be rich when i finally learned to build a device or create a device that could uh slap people through the internet Mm. If only that were possible. If only. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We appreciate you guys being here. Kevin should be back for the next episode. Like I said, he is firmly entrenched in daddy duty as we speak. Probably duty in more than one sense of the word. Andrew, thank you so much for being here. Call call of duty. (laughs) Call of D-O-O-D-Y. Duty. (laughs) Duty. Andrew, brother, thank you so much for being here. It's good to see you. Good to record an episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our episode 28? Question mark. (laughs) So I'm looking at Andrew's notes in our Google Doc here. Yes. So episode 28. Thank you guys for being here. We love you. Appreciate you. Come join the Discord. See you. Goodbye. And here we go. Honestly, I downloaded it wrong. I downloaded it. it, 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 it. We just found a blooper. You insert this here. Did we get a spiky spike? We got a spiky spike. We got a spiky spike. We got a big old spiky spike. All right. Mine's, mine's mediocre. By the way, this episode brought to you by Andrew. <laughs> <laughs>